Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Life Coaching. It's Noelle hosting today, and we have with us one of our Lumia instructors and money healers, Brianna Firestone. Welcome. How are you today? I am so good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And this topic that we're tackling of coaching and entrepreneurship is something that's near and dear to my heart because it's a journey that I've lived for almost 12 years now. And I'm excited to learn about your journey. So let's dive in. Tell us who you are and what you do as a coach. I love it. Well, I'm Brianna Firestone. I'm a money healer. I am the founder of a company called The School of Betty, lovingly named after my granny Betty, who was just such a powerhouse. And I spend my days helping individuals who identify as women plus, healing their money wounds, eliminating money stress, knocking out that debt so that they can be in a place of financial freedom so they can actually make their money work for them and and ultimately live the life that they want to live. Money can be such an obstacle to some of the things that we want to do in our lives. What a great niche, first of all. Thank you so much for doing this work and and honestly for for niching down to such a specific population. Money is something that I think about a lot in terms of how we exist in a capitalist society and one of the things that um, I've chosen for myself is to really think about money in terms of an energetic flow and how we can utilize not only money, but all sorts of forms of currency to move ourselves and our lives and our businesses and our communities forward. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I always remind my students that you know we call money currency, like you just said, current. If we can think about money as being more free flowing and also be considering our other resources that we have available to us, which are our time and energy, because we're never making a decision about one of our resources without consulting the others. And the reality is we need each of those resources every single day of our lives and money's not going anywhere. It's going to be part of our lives every day for the rest of our lives. And the reality is most of us aren't taught to think of money as more energetics. We aren't taught to have a good relationship with our money. And we're not taught actually the basic skills to manage our money. So as we become adults, we hold so much shame and just heaviness and sadness and guilt around our money. And we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace because most of us haven't learned (laughs) the basics around it. And um, I just feel very called to do this just based on my own journey with money. And I feel that it's super important because in my book, in my world, Taking care of your financial health is one of the biggest acts of self-care you can do for yourself because it is in your day, in your life every day. Amen. Amen to that. And as I was listening to you, words that were jumping out to me um, that you repeated were teaching and learning and teaching and learning. And when folks 
first set out to become coaches, this idea of money, how am I going to make money? How am I going to get clients is typically one of the number one concerns that folks come in with. So you teach people so beautifully through your own business and you also are an instructor for Lumia in and around this work. What do you, what do you teach for Lumia? For Lumi, I teach the Entrepreneurship 101, and I love teaching that class because before I was in this world of a money healer running my own business, I was running marketing and strategy for a large performing arts center. I have always been in marketing and PR, and business has been a great love of mine. I subscribed to Inc. and Fast Company when I was 20. I was probably the youngest person doing so. And so what is so powerful about teaching this class is I love to inspire. I love to energize individuals around the power that they have in stepping into this coaching space and being an entrepreneur, because I believe that as an entrepreneur, and I say this in class all the time, is it is going to be the biggest masterclass in knowing yourself. (laughs) So they are going to use the tools they have learned in their coaching certification on themselves every single day. And if they can appreciate that, it's such a rewarding and powerful journey. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for for bringing all of that up, you know, especially in terms of taking the skills and tools and knowledge that we gain in coach training and using it on ourselves to um, build our businesses and, and really create the life that we want. One of the things that I feel is often overlooked um, in entrepreneurship and especially for coaching because coaching is, is a discipline that when you're working with clients, it feels so good. It, it's just one of the most empowering experiences a human can have. And then there is also the slog, the messy middle, the how do I do this? The can I do this? So, you know, how do I promote myself? Um, what what was your journey like? What was the point in your life where you decided that you were going to turn your dial towards entrepreneurship and coaching? Oh, that's such a good question. And I love it because almost everyone who's going into the coaching space has probably experienced this. And that's a moment for me, my career. I loved it. I was so good at it. I loved it. I was always striving and excelling. And then I started to just hit this moment of, is this it? I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more. And I really do feel like, like many other professions, being a coach is a calling that you have to serve a greater audience and to really help individuals live a really great life. And I just, I just was in this space where I wasn't feeling that satisfaction at my job any longer. And the striving for quote unquote success didn't really light me up. And I just kind of went on this journey of being very curious about what I was good at, what I seemed to gravitate towards, you know, what were all of the things in all of the jobs I held that I always ended up doing. And it always came back to the fact around my money that I struggled with my money greatly in my 20s. And I, I was not taught how to manage my money. If anything, I was taught all of the bad habits around my money that I was practicing in my 20s. 
And when I finally paid off my credit card debt and started to move into a different space with that, I was telling anyone who would listen how to create a budget and how to pay off their debt. And so as I was in this exploration, I had this moment where I thought, wait a minute, this is the thing you are always talking about. And actually people are always asking you, how did you do it? And a lot of that, a lot of that curiosity came around the year I gave up shopping, which at the time was just unheard of. And so I just kind of went into this space of being curious and exploring what that was. I did some online business classes, and then I started to become aware of just how large this online coaching world was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can do this. I have nothing to lose. I am going to create a class around money and your habits and your behaviors, and I'm going to see what it does. And the reality was, even if it failed, I had so much fun doing it. And I think that is the magic spark that we have to pay attention to, because I think for once in my career, I was appreciating the journey and not just having this tunnel vision to the goal. And that was really, really rewarding. And that is what set me off on this long journey. That's really beautiful. I think um, that the year I gave up shopping would be an amazing title for a book or a movie (laughs) or a documentary (laughs) series on your work. It's really compelling. And what strikes me about it is, is you said something really important that I think plays into the journey of entrepreneurship. And it is that... I, there is something about me and there's something about my life or there's something that I've, I've done that other folks are always curious about and would like to have, learn, do for themselves. And that sequence is really important. Have, learn, and do for themselves. Um, because in coaching, we do provide um, data, factual data, but ultimately where where the work is as a facilitator is, is helping people do for themselves. And for me, that same spark came around my relationship with body image, eating disorders, and um, my interest in feminist theory in the constraints that um, people who identify as female plus experience, you know, navigating and moving through the world. And really similar to you, it was my own trials and struggles um, and, and triumphs of, you know, raising my middle finger at eating disorders and depression and all of the shoulds around how far I could travel, the level of education that I could receive that led me to the point that I'm at today. And that's the practice that I run. That's my own my own private practice. What would you say to folks who are listening to us thinking like, holy shit, like, you know, these two women are at the top of their game. They've been doing this for a long time. This is an example of what success looks like. What would you say to both these folks and to your younger self, you know, kind of staring down that question of, I have this thing that's really special. How do I cultivate it? Mm, I love that. Well, we all have to start somewhere, right? (laughs) It's so easy in the entrepreneur space to look at someone and want to be inspired and also at the same time feeling like you're behind. 
I mean, there are so many money coaches in my space that are, I'm 42, they're 25 and just killing it. And, you know, I could be in a space where I feel like I'm behind, but I also recognize my journey is my journey. And I needed to go through all of those lessons. And so I think for new entrepreneurs, individuals who are starting to coach, number one is just rooting into and and being very secure about your journey and who you are. And I think that's so important. And I, I repeat that often in the Entrepreneur 101 class is that no one is you. And I know that's something that Lumia holds really high. You have something really special. And you know, often we are coaching around the struggle that we went through ourselves. And that's powerful. How you went through it is going to resonate with someone. And the thing that will hold you back is sitting in this space. I have a coach, one of my coaches, who calls it the cult of average. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And so if you are asking individuals around you who have nine to five jobs, who have never even thought of being an entrepreneur, their opinion on what they think about you starting your own business, you're probably going to be disappointed with the lack of support they might give you because they're not called to do that journey. And so for everyone in that entrepreneurship 101 class, I mean, that's the beginning of the end of their training, essentially. Like they're starting to put everything they have learned um, in the Lumia course to actually put it into practice in their own business. And I always say, just keep going. That thing, that fear that you feel is just because you care so much about it. That's actually one of the points in the class. Fear, we can reframe it as caring. And so you have to try, like if you, I always frame this, you know, we have to assess our risk tolerance, but I want individuals to say, what's at risk if you don't try it? Yes. Yes. And it's usually a lot. <laughs> it, it, it is. And, and I mean, this is, this is the why of why Lumia exists is because every single person who comes through our program has a a special gift, has something to offer, just like you and I. And if everyone did that, the ripples that would be created of connection and learning and purpose and agency through society would be so powerful. Um, The blocker, the fear monster that you were talking about, I also call the what if monster that, you know, when folks face that early resistance from family members, from friends, from people who love them, it usually comes in the form of what ifs. Well, what if you fail? What if you can't pay your bills? What if you end up, you know, hungry? What if, what if, what if? And and all of those points are are worthy of consideration. You know, do you have the stomach for a little bit of discomfort? It's a great question to ask yourself. And also, you know, what if you walk outside your house and a tree limb falls on you and you never got to put your voice out into the world? Yeah. Like, yeah. That would that would be a greater travesty that you never tried, that you never put out even one piece of content to to shine a light and become a lighthouse for others who are kind of weathering that storm. Oh, yes. And and our brains are wired towards the negative. And so we have to actually start to train ourselves to say, what if it all worked out? That's not our habit to naturally go to this positive, optimistic place. And you said something really important, and that is 
we do have to assess our risk tolerance for certain things, which is, you know, as I'm coaching around money, that's really important that I can call out to students in the entrepreneur class to say, it's really important that you build a relationship with your money because it is going to impact how you interact with money in your business. It is going to impact how comfortable you are selling your services or actually just paying attention to your cash flow or knowing what you can bear, meaning what do you need to have in the bank in order to go into coaching full-time? How many clients do you need? So I'm all about an abundant mindset and being really optimistic and using neuroscience to our advantage. And at the same time, we do have to practice just some logical things of kind of running the numbers and knowing the numbers so that we can feel safe, create that sense of safety and security in order to move through the risk, in order to take the leap. Oh, hell yeah. And, you know, we talked a lot about the beginning, that spark, nurturing that spark. And then when we get into the messy middle, the slog where there's I think often for entrepreneurs, it's it's never instant success. It's never overnight success. And if that happens for you, you're a unicorn and I celebrate you. But it's usually many years of putting in effort to get where you want to go. Um, one of the things that I like to think about, because money with capital M, cash flow, can I do it? Who am I? What am I doing with my time? What have I done with my time is so powerful that pulling in um, a lens of relational currency, of looking at alternative ways of getting what you need, relying on your community, getting creative, you know, evoking you're the year I stopped shopping, like to, to think of all of the different ways that we can change our relationship with money and possessions in order to be of service to our own personal mission that we're nurturing. Um, what, what advice around entrepreneurship would you offer to folks who are in the, the messy middle um, that I, I described before we hopped on the call? Um, listeners, I have a wand that was gifted to me by one of our <laughs> coaches. And it says master healer and protector on it. And it showed up on my doorstep right when I was in the messy middle and I was just feeling really broken and I was on my knees and I wanted to quit my job. And I was reminded that I had work to do that was bigger than I am. Mm, it's so, oh, that's such a good juicy nugget. <laughs> There's work to do that's bigger than I am. Prepare yourself because you will have the messy middle. It will feel tough. You will have moments where you will want to quit. <laughs> and so the advice is to always go back and ask yourself, do I still believe in my mission that I'm doing here? Do I still believe in the reason why I showed up to actually create a coaching practice and the niche that I'm doing? And almost always, there's probably going to be an answer yes. When we find ourselves in the messy middle too, it could be that we are just out of alignment in a certain area of our life. And, you know, this is why I became a certified life coach because our money has really nothing to do with our money. It's about our life. It's about managing all of the demands that we have in our lives. And for a lot of individuals, maybe they leap too soon. 
and they haven't built their business up or they haven't built the structures in their business. And so what happens is they're feeling the squeeze and the stress to make money and energetic of energetically, if we talk about how you are showing up on a sales call or an info call with a potential client, that's a very different energetic space. It comes from this space of like, I have to have you. I really need you to survive. And that's not the space that we want to be in. And so number one for the messy middle, there's always a lesson there for you to learn. And I know that can sound really Pollyanna sometimes, but there is always a golden nugget there for you. And I always remind myself what I am going through, I am almost always teaching later when I'm standing on top of the mountain looking back. It is not without a purpose and a reason. And so I think for a lot of us coaches, we can find comfort when we're going through our own hashtag life stuff because we're still human that we can trust that there is going to be a method to the madness and a reason why we're going through it. And the other thing I would say when you're in the messy middle, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling scared, is we just got to go back to basics to say, what can I do in this moment to provide myself a sense of safety and security? Because though, you know, go way down to the, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, very basic level, almost always when we're feeling money stress, or we don't want to look at our money, or, you know, the business feels hard, there's fear, there's um, a threat to our safety or security there on some level. And so we get to reframe that, we get to redirect our brain and our energy to guide us towards what's that one tiny step that I can do today that's going to just give me a little bit of comfort. And that's really, really powerful. I love that. I love that. And as I was listening to you, Something that came up for me that I would share with folks who are in the messy middle is a, another relationship, and that's your relationship with your product. Because when you're when you're in a position and of of the perception of scarcity, and you are feeling that hierarchy of needs, and your brain is yanking you towards negativity bias, and there is you know, a person in front of you who could be a potential client. And we go right into our reptilian hunter gatherer mm -hmm. brain. Um, you know, the client isn't prey. <laughs> the, right. the client, the, the client is, is a human that's going to interact with your product. And so, you know, one of the most important things that I think someone in the messy middle can do is to build a really strong relationship with your own skill set, with your own belief in the effectiveness of your program, of your style of coaching, of the outcomes that you've seen folks experience from your work, and to ground in that, because that's the piece that lives outside of you. That's your, your impact. And we can always look at our impact and say, damn, like that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, I love that reframe. I love it. I love that you just said the perception of, you know, a lack of, of where the money's coming. But yes, be excited about your product. And I love, I love the pullback from that because it's not about you in that moment. And what's interesting, I had uh, when I was in PR in New York City, I had a boss who used to tell me that when I was procrastinating around calling a certain editor that was not very friendly, she was like, this is not about you. This is about the client. And you're like, oh. Okay, right? So this is about 
the client you're serving. Ooh, I love that reframe. That's so good. It's so, that makes it so easy to just step into an action so that you can be of service. Yes. And the, the act of reframing is something that coaches and entrepreneurs at large need to be really good at. If there was one skill coming out of coach training that I could give to every entrepreneur and say, put this in your pocket and never leave it home, it would be your capacity to reframe. Because just as you offered earlier, you know, what if everything turns out beautifully? Whenever we're facing a solution set, there's a 50-50 shot that things are going to turn out beautifully. And those odds are pretty striking if we really look at them. And I know that so many folks approach this discipline of coaching and entrepreneurship with hope. And that is something that I would love for folks to be able to bottle up and carry with them. And I feel like that's kind of what takes place in our classrooms. What's it like in your classroom when you're working with people and their hope circuitry is activated? Mm. I mean, I think as a coach to see someone's eyes light up and get excited about their life, I mean, that's what we're here for. It gave me goosebumps just saying that out loud. There's an exercise we do in the Entrepreneur 101 class, and I love it. You know, we talk through just what the fears are, um, how we could move through them, how we can reframe them. And then at one point, we actually talk about what kind of business do I want? What's the vision for it? And then we get to share that. And it's really powerful to see everyone come back from those breakout rooms with this sparkle and energy and excitement around what they are about to create. And that's pretty amazing. And to have a group of individuals, this is something that I feel Lumia does so well, is just creating the community um, around your actual certification and training beyond so that you always have a support system so that you can always have someone to call to say, hey, does someone have space for me today to either hold space for me to coach me through something? Um, it's powerful. We have to harness the group of community, you know, we're humans, we love to have community and we actually thrive in it. And that's contagious, that positive mindset, that excitement around the impact you're going to have in the world. It's so, I know I use the word sparkly a lot, but it is sparkly. The energy that happens in that space is really powerful. And I love it because it's their first entree into more of the business classes that Lumia offers. And it kind of gets them off on the right foot to always remind themselves, oh, this is why I'm doing it. Yes. And when I was talking about the perception that we have, you know, of not having enough, I was, I was specifically thinking about our community and the way that folks skill share with each other and give of their time and teach each other how to do things and share, um, you know, visibility through social media platforms, share um, knowledge around, you know, taxing, uh, taxes and accounting. And the perception of isolation is often so much greater than the reality when you're part of a collective like Lumia, because currency lives in those relationships as well. And that's one of the ways that entrepreneurs um, 
need to experience energetic flow is is isolation um, blocks new ideas from coming in and it also blocks help from being received when you need it. Absolutely. I mean, that the community is powerful and we can't, entrepreneurship doesn't work if you do it on your own. It can, but you're probably going to hit a moment of burnout at some point or a feeling of loneliness. And that support of individuals who are in it doing the same thing that you're doing, although, you know, potentially a different niche, that's really powerful. And, and there's something really interesting when you talk about the um, knowledge exchange that happens, you know, individuals who've already gone through the program and are in their business, they want some, they want the, the individuals who are new say, Hey, I've been there. It's going to get better. Like hang in there. You can do this. And I just love the cheerleader aspect that happens because frankly, you need that unless you've got a ton of grit and willpower and you're just a go-getter it can get pretty lonely there in the beginning. And frankly, it just feels scary. It feels scary because you're trying something new and your brain's doing everything it can to keep you where you are. And so having that cheerleader group for you is really, really essential. It is. It is. And um, that's, you know, when we... I think sparkly is a really appropriate word. Even when we look at the Lumia logo, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. It's it's like a sparkler. It's a light. It's a Tinkerbell wand. And and we all raise it for each other um, to light the way. As we're closing, what is one really important fact, piece of advice, or inspiration that you would offer to anyone who's sitting, listening to us, thinking, I'd really like to become a coach, but I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I always say this in my classroom and in the Lumia classroom too. You have always figured it out because you're here today. And I know you have gone through really tough decisions and navigating things that you didn't know how to do in the beginning because frankly, we're all born not knowing anything. And I would just remind that person, the biggest thing I can say is because doubt's going to creep in pretty heavy, is that you wouldn't have the idea unless you were meant to do something with it. Oh, wow. I am tingling all over, sparkles and tingles <laughs> for days. Awesome. Brianna Firestone, thank you so much. And where can folks find you? Because I know that so many people who are listening are going to want to immediately look you up as a money healer. So where where do you live in the ethers? They can find me on my website, which is theschoolofbetty.com. And I spend a lot of time on Instagram at the School of Betty as well. Awesome. Wonderful. And you can also find Brianna in our Lumia classroom. So if this has inspired you and you would like the community to support you on your journey, come on in. We'd love to have these conversations. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step 
in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.